Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, everybody. Um, today I'm going to talk about I think it's the sacred feminine or something. I don't want to make it sound more obtuse or difficult than it is or make it sound too highfalutin. It's quite an ordinary thing. I probably told you before about the fella I met in the hallway of the seminary when I was half thinking of becoming a priest and he had rosy red cheeks in him and pale white skin and black hair. I mean, what he happened anyway, and he says to me that this would have been after Live Aid and Howard Jones and Frankie Goes to Hollywood and after Punk and, you know, the culture was buzzing with good independent energy. And he says to me, a country boy, I think he was, or that I might be projecting that onto him, he says to me, uh, I have a special devotion towards Our Lady. Now, apart from the fact that I thought that he looked like Our Lady, I had absolutely no way of processing that information and had no idea what he was on about or how such a devotion would even manifest itself. But anyways, I've always uh, had this notion in myself about I've, I've, I've been strangely attracted to women since I was about a half. And I've always had girlfriends from the age of five or six. I always kind of wanted to be connected in some way to female energy. Uh, now, my mother, God be good to her, like had that, that just wasn't part of her gift and I wouldn't hold it against her now or nothing. But she, that just wasn't in her nature uh, to be a mother. That's harsh now. Uh, she was very good with other people's children. Like our, we'd come home from school and the house would always be filled with strays from other houses. Other mothers who couldn't cope with their own children sent them to my mother and she'd be all over them. And we'd be looking at the way she was behaving and wondering why she couldn't behave that way with us. But anyway, so from a very young age, always had girlfriends and uh, the importance to me of female friendship and the importance of having a connection with that kind of the grace the warmth the generosity the softness and the kindness of women 
And then as I got older, I started to think, geez, it's very unfair to be burdening actual women, uh, human women with their own histories and psychologies and families and pure strangeness of their own upbringing and their own struggles. And me uh, coming to them and kind of going, uh, will you save me? So I started thinking, you hear about this thing called the sacred feminine and worshipping the sacred feminine. And I thought, well, maybe that's what I should do is take the burden off actual women and transfer these longings and these needs and this, uh, this demand for nourishment to transfer it onto a spirit or a deity. And that might benefit everybody. But I've never really known how to do that. I don't I never really, it always seems like a work of imagination rather than a practical thing like meeting a woman for a cup of coffee. This is, it's all too much in the head and it's all too much theoretical and you're making it up as you go along. I did a gig a few years ago in Mountjoy Prison and as a present they gave me a photograph of a stained glass window in the prison church designed by a famous stained glass designer fellow by the name of Harry Clark. And it was a an image of um, obviously tremendously colourful and uh, beautiful to look at of Our Lady of Perpetual Sorrow. Is that a kind of a strange thing to have in, or a very intelligent thing to have in a man's prison? An icon of Our Lady of Perpetual Sorrow. And the fact that it was stained glass meant that the men would... You know, they're, these are boys on long-term sentences now. Uh, it could be 15 to 40 years in prison, you know. So they're not getting out of there in a hurry. They've been given enough time to cop onto themselves. But they also are afforded the space and the opportunity to sit in a church. and With a stained glass window, the way the sun shines behind it, or whatever light is behind it, be it grey or bright blue, that it, it passes through the kind of myriad of fantastical colours in the stained glass, all yellows and purples and reds and roses. and That that's their encounter with feminine energy, Our Lady of Perpetual Sorrow. Now my own notion of the whole thing is that the Virgin Mary has kind of gotten a, a raw deal in a sense that she's presented as a very passive, downtrodden kind of goody two shoes, you know, a convent prefect, uh, a, a woman that really has no muck or earth on her. So it's a kind of a strange, diluted half perverted kind of strangled version of a woman but there it is anyway That's that seems to have been the the god s that we've inherited at the moment or that's the that's a, a perception of the goddess that we've inherited and lately I've beginning to notice a kind of a, a a change in my own perception now, I know that the Catholic Church have used this vision of the Virgin Mary to keep women downtrodden for 1800 years. You know, that the Virgin Mary gets presented as an obedient, long-suffering, quiet 
girl, and therefore all women should get back, get back into the nunnery, you bitches. You know, that kind of a... On your knees now, no guff out of ye. Do as you're told, the men are in charge, and we'll wear dresses if we want to. I think that there are female qualities that are not tied to actual women. I think inside every human body, men and women, there are male and female energies. And part of the excitement of life is nurturing both. I see, I almost see, I mean, you can see the female in rivers, you know. I've told you before about the Owen Moore River at the back of Ballinahinch Castle, Castle, which I'd swear to fuck has hips. And I was sent there by a man called John Moriarty and he said it was the most sensuous thing that he'd ever seen. And it wasn't until I laid eyes on it myself that I, she's a broad-hipped beauty flowing towards the sea. But there are roads as well which are women. There are roads in Meath which have hips. You know, fellas would often look at mountains and not hard, craggy mountains, but, you know, those kind of soft, there'd be large hills to see the female shape in a landscape, you know. So I have this notion that, I've always thought as well that a a candle flame, the shape of it, the softness in it, the heat out of it, is female. So I feel as if there's a female energy in me and there's a male energy in me. And the male energy has got to do with willpower, you know, and maybe rationality. Maybe it's got to do with the desire for control. Maybe it's got to do with a certain type of strength. And I think I've probably lived from that part of myself for many, many, many years. But now I feel it's time to encourage the other side of me, my internal female, the candlelight. And they talk, this fellow was talking to me recently, this fellow by the name of Andrew Harvey. Now, you know, when I say talking to me, I've said this to you before, that I do, he wasn't actually talking to me. He was talking and I was listening. He was on the computer and I was in the garden. But he was, at that particular moment, talking to me. And he was having a grand owl yap about what he saw as the qualities of the sacred feminine, which would be grace, receptivity, the ability to endure for love's sake, you know, kindness, 
humility. Now, these aren't qualities that you would demand from actual women. I think it's really important to internalize this. And to be when you're talking about these things, to be talking about yourself, to be talking about the qualities that inside you that you want to nurture, rather than projecting onto all women and saying, well, this is how you should be. Inside, people are too sacred for that. Inside every human being is a whole host of possibilities and adventures. And let everybody go on theirs. And I sometimes, like I'd ask the question then, you know, say of gay men and gay women. Is a, a, is a gay man a man in whom the internal feminine is marvellously and very obviously present? Is, could you say, of a, a gay woman? That inside in a gay woman, not a place I've been, <laughs> uh, is a marvellous manifestation of the sacred male. And that for each of us the adventure is to identify that which we're kind of lacking and say, well, how can I, how can I nurture that? You know? So, in other cultures, they have, I think, Kali is a, and I think she's a kind of a, I wouldn't know an awful lot about stuff, but that wouldn't stop me talking about it. Kali, I think, would be, as far as I don't know, a Hindi goddess the Hindi one of the millions of Hindi I think I just like saying the word Hindi they're sacred female one of them so how do I get in contact with mine you know how do I encourage those qualities in me well the tradition I've been given now, of course, we all know about Brigid and her day, but I don't really know how to worship her. So I have found myself returning. I'm not sure that I've, I, I was ever fully there in the first place. I didn't have a magnificently religious upbringing or anything. But how do I... I found myself returning to Our Lady and trying to awaken and nurture that presence and energy in myself. And how do you do that? You know, I found myself fantasising about going to Loch Derg and spending three days with her. You know, on my knees, Rosary after rosary after rosary. And if you go through the Hail Mary and just think about the words in it, you know. All the time, not, not doing other people, trying not to do damage to other people. 
by projecting stuff onto them. Not saying to women, you should all be like this. This has nothing to do with men and women. This is to do with your own internal spiritual life. Going through the words of the Hail Mary. Hail Mary. You know, I give thanks to the fact that in me there is the sacred feminine. Full of grace. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for sinners now at the hour of our death. Amen. I mean, it's hard to get a lot of purchase out of that, isn't it? It's kind of, it's almost not enough, but it's a, it's a place to start. And I wonder, they talk about the Magnificat as well, which I think is the prayer. I'm not sure about this either now. I think it's the prayer. I think these are words from Mary's mouth when she bumped into her cousin Elizabeth who was pregnant with John the Baptist. I think, I, I wouldn't know for sure. Like, I'm, I'm no theologian, as my wife says to me. But that the Hail Mary is a place to start. And to be in prayer is a place to start. And to try and open that chakra inside in yourself is a place to start. You know, to bring out your own female strength. Isn't it a fucking mad yoke to be going at? Like, you know, people you're bumping in, into your pals in the street and what are you at? Oh, I'm just trying to awaken my own internal sacred female. And how are you doing that? Ah, just fucking staring at candles and looking at bendy roads. Will you come out to Ballon Hinch with me? There's a woman out there I need to lay my eyes on. And these qualities, however you want to identify them and name them, and Andrew Harvey was saying to me that the Sermon on the Mount is a, is a list of the qualities. He talks about meekness, those who suffer for my sake. That's all of them I can remember at the minute. <laughs> that you can see these and be ins- inspired that way. Again, you know, it's about getting the male and the female inside and you balanced, I think, is absolutely an adventure that you can go on. But you can also see these qualities in actual women and be inspired as a man by the strength of women. Again, not using this thing as a... as I'm not saying that this is how women should be or here's a definition of women because these qualities are also in men male friends of mine and you just you just get a feeling when you're around them that their female chakras are open 
friends of mine who would be very open about their emotions, friends of mine who are very open about the importance of friendship and, and needing to talk. So it's not something that's tied to external gender. But it's definitely something that you can see in other people, you know. So saying, saying the rosary as a, as a place to start, like that's, that's, that's the harbour you're leaving from. And God knows what you'll meet out in the ocean, like, but in the poverty, in a sense, in the poverty of what you've been given and what as uh, a 51-year-old Irishman who grew up in the 70s and the 80s, what has the culture given me in terms of the opportunity to engage with the sacred feminine? Toya, Kim Wilde, Anne Doyle, Sharon Niviolon, Katie Taylor, Leslie Dowdle, your wife, your daughters, all the, your mothers, but without expecting anything from them, without burdening them with the responsibility for your soul. What, what have I inherited that I can use in a way that doesn't do damage to other people? And the only thing I can find at the minute, really, is Our Lady. And to give thanks to her. Not in a Catholic way, because I wouldn't be that obedient. But to pray and to see what happens. That's the adventure, isn't it? To be aware of it. And pray. See what happens. And this is a wild one now, and I am... I'm not even, I, look, if there are any, if you're listening to this podcast now with um, with children in the car, it'd be as well to turn it off now and uh, just listen to this last bit on your own. But I sometimes, I, I wonder, I, I have no desire to be uh, penetrated <laughs> from the rear. No desire at all. But I do, like, if you, if, if you say your prayers and just once in your life, just once, road up the hole, I think what that would do to you is, especially for men who are, and isn't, isn't sexual 
desire kind of strange because you hear about these people who are very powerful and they're this is the cliche of it you know the they'd be the CEO of a company or they'd be a general in the army but the way they get their kicks is by hiring a dominate tricks and being whipped and pissed on and punched and given out to and told that they're a very very bold boy and to keep that cue ball in your mouth while I shove this fist up your arse but it would seem to me that uh, now this wouldn't be a, a thing that I would encourage people or even that I want to fucking contemplate from myself but I sometimes wonder as an act of powerlessness so if you're a man and all you do all day is exhibit your power and your ideas and you're in charge of this and you're in charge of that and you're a great fucking man altogether and you're making big fucking decisions and you're the boss, all right, oh yeah. The big honcho. Well, I'm just suggesting as a, as a one-off act, not something to be done every day in case you get... See, if you get a taste for something and I suppose if, if it becomes too familiar, it loses the power. Just do it once and hold it forever as a memory. I'm suggesting that that, that anal intercourse, n- not as the, as the invader, but as, as the colonised land, that that might help you connect with your powerlessness. Now, it's not something that I'm going to go at. I hope not, anyway. But in the wild world of ideas and notions, I'm just throwing it out there, like, something to think about. Good luck. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.